Good Nature Wellness Podcast, Episode 23. Hello and welcome to the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. This podcast is all about discovering how you can transform, re-energize, and strengthen your body naturally with the healing power of food to regain control over your health, reclaim your energy, feel better, look better, and be stronger for life. I'm your host, board-certified master health and wellness coach, Barbara Walsh. Welcome back to the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. I am so happy that you're joining me today. You know, I was on social media the other day, and there was a flurry of activity on the subject of sugar. But there seemed to be some confusion out there about what effect sugar actually has on the body, and also about the different types of sugars found in the foods that we eat. And while most people know that too much sugar is not ideal, how much sugar really is too much? And these are some of the questions that I get asked a lot by my health coaching clients, my family, and even my friends. So today we're going to take a look at sugar and how it affects our health. We're also going to take a look at the difference between processed sugar, natural sugars, and artificial sweeteners. Along with that, we're going to find out why it's so hard to say no to sugar's siren call and how rethinking the amount and the type of sugar that you eat can have a positive effect on your body and your mind that can actually make life sweeter. So let's go. First, I think it's important to note that sugar in itself is not the enemy. Sugar actually provides energy that our body and our cells need to survive. It's a type of carb that we get from the foods that we eat and the beverages that we drink. But where we run into trouble is when we feed our bodies refined or processed sugar. And that's that sparkly white and sometimes powdery stuff that comes in granular form or in those cute little cubes. Refined sugar is something that most of us love and couldn't imagine our lives without. In our culture, refined sugar is kind of like a prize. We use it as a reward for ourselves when we've had a stressful day. We give it to our kids when they do well in school or accomplish something that they've worked for. And it's our go-to for celebrations, whether it's a success, a birthday, a holiday, or just for making it through the week. Honestly, we love that processed sugar, and dare I say, even crave it. And that's probably why processed sugar has pretty much become a staple of the American diet. Often, we start our days by adding it to our cups of coffee and tea. It's also added to our breakfast cereals, and it's baked into our favorite treats. And of course, it's in the obvious things like soda, ice cream, cakes, and candy. But it's in some not-so-obvious places, too. Refined sugar can be found in just about every prepackaged item and processed food in the supermarket, even foods that you wouldn't expect to find it in, like sauces, soups, salad dressings, breads, and foods that are considered to be quote-unquote healthy. And you can also find it in some unsuspecting beverages, too, like energy drinks, fancy coffee drinks, and even cocktails. I must admit that I have always had a really big sweet tooth. And anytime there was something sweet to eat or drink, I could never turn it down. In fact, I was pretty much the first one in line and would have to resist the urge to go back for seconds. This was a silent struggle that nine times out of ten I would lose. And of course, I would feel bad about myself later, always wondering why I had no self-control. So have you ever wondered why sugar is so irresistible? Well, it goes without saying that sugar makes everything taste better. And while that added processed sugar may be delightful for our taste buds, ultimately the rest of our body may not be so happy about it. 
There's growing research that shows that eating refined, processed sugar may have the same effect on the brain as cocaine, and it can be just as addictive. When we eat processed sugar, natural opioids and dopamine are released in our bodies. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter that is essentially the reward circuit in the brain that causes us to feel that pleasurable high and has been linked to addictive behaviors. So when we do something or eat something that triggers the release of dopamine, we instinctively want to do that again so we can re-experience that high. The downside is that it doesn't take very long to become hooked. But when we keep repeating that behavior over and over again, our brain eventually adjusts and releases less dopamine each time. So in order to feel that same pleasurable high, we need to go back for more, more often, and in the case of processed sugar, we feel compelled to eat it in increasing amounts. And at the same time, eating refined sugar activates our opiate receptors in the reward center of the brain, which essentially makes it impossible to resist sugar, regardless of the fact that we know it's not really that good for us. And every time we eat something that includes processed sugar, we reinforce those neural pathways, which basically hardwires our brain to continually crave that sugar. So if you're like most people out there, myself included, <laughs> who find it impossible to say no to sugar and sugary foods, you're definitely not alone, and it's not entirely your fault, because it really is all in your head. As I mentioned earlier, the body actually needs sugar for energy. If that's true, then what's the problem with processed sugar? The problem is that whether we know it or not, Americans are eating an average of 24 teaspoons of added sugar every day, which equals three pounds of processed sugar every week. The bottom line, our bodies weren't designed to eat sugars that have been processed in the first place or consume them in such high amounts. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that 24 teaspoons is a really high amount. Refined sugars are typically made from sugarcane or sugar beets, or high fructose corn syrup, and sometimes agave syrup, which are processed and stripped of all their fiber and any plant compounds that would be beneficial for the body. The result is an extremely concentrated form of sugar that actually overwhelms the body. That's something that I never realized when I was younger, and I relied heavily on sweet sugary snacks throughout the day to keep my energy levels up. And although it's true that consuming sugar creates a quick burst of energy, as that processed sugar enters the bloodstream very quickly, it causes a blood sugar spike that is often accompanied by a headache and then followed with a crash that can actually leave you feeling more tired or even depleted than you were before you ate it. And if I'm being honest, that was me. And as we continue to consume foods with added processed sugars, our bodies will continue to experience other side effects that are even more unpleasant. Besides the obvious weight gain and tooth decay, all of that excess processed sugar actually compromises our immune system. When we eat refined sugars, our white blood cells, which are also known as our killer cells, become ineffective and unable to destroy bad bacteria, pathogens, or viruses that we may come in contact with. In fact, research shows that a person's immune system actually turns off and stays off for up to five hours after eating refined sugars, and that will definitely put us at risk for catching colds and the flu and even COVID-19 and other chronic illnesses. Eating processed sugars can also affect mental health. 
Research studies have found that people who consume refined sugars every day have decreased cognitive function and are at a greater risk for anxiety and depression. Refined sugar can also cause inflammation in the body. And this is important to know because health experts agree that inflammation is pretty much the root cause of all disease. Eating inflammatory foods, like processed sugar on a regular basis, leads to chronic inflammation. When the body is in a constant inflammatory state, harmful advanced glycation end products, also known as AGEs, can form in the bloodstream. AGEs cause oxidative stress, which can accelerate the aging process. AGEs also stimulate the production of oils in the skin, which can trigger acne outbreaks. AGEs can also damage our skin's collagen and elastin, both of which are needed to keep our skin looking plump and smooth. And when this happens, that's when we get wrinkles and sagging skin. Chronic inflammation can also lead to increased gut permeability. This is also known as leaky gut. This condition allows undigested food particles, bacteria, and toxins to seep through the walls of the intestine and into the bloodstream every time that we eat. Unfortunately, this perpetuates the cycle of inflammation that can cause allergies and can also lead to compromised immunity and even trigger autoimmune conditions. Chronic inflammation that's left unchecked can also lead to other serious health problems including obesity, arthritis, increased blood pressure rates, insulin resistance, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, fatty liver disease, inflammatory bowel disease, also known as IBD, higher LDL cholesterol levels, heart disease, stroke, and even increase our risk for developing cancer. Not only that, but for anyone who may be facing a cancer diagnosis right now, it's important for you to know that eating processed sugar actually feeds cancer cells and causes them to grow. So I guess you could say that refined sugar isn't quite as sweet as we think it is. And I know firsthand that that's true. My lifelong love affair with processed sugar was definitely not what it was cracked up to be. I was seriously hooked on the flavor and the feeling. But when I look back now, I know that processed sugar was a big reason why I battled my weight for most of my life, became a yo-yo dieter, experienced chronic inflammation that led to leaky gut, allergies, and a compromised immune system that ultimately resulted in a breast cancer diagnosis. But that's definitely a story for another podcast episode. And if you're new to my show and haven't heard my story of overcoming breast cancer naturally, without surgery, radiation, or chemo, you might want to check out episode one of the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. So we know now that our bodies actually need sugar to survive, and processed sugar isn't an ideal source. But what about fruit? Doesn't that have sugar in it? And if sugar's so bad for us, should we avoid eating fruit too? Well, the answer is yes and no. Yes, there is sugar in fruit. But if you think that sugar should be avoided, the answer is no. Because the truth is that all sugars are not created equal. Those processed refined sugars that we've been talking about are definitely not the same as naturally occurring sugars like the ones that you find in fruit. Naturally occurring sugars often get a bad rap because of the word sugar, but the type of sugar that's found in fruit is completely different than refined processed sugar, and the body responds to it differently too. The natural sugars in whole fruits and vegetables come perfectly packaged inside vessels of fiber, which makes them perfectly suited to be used by the body. 
The fiber in fruit causes a slow release of those natural sugars into the bloodstream, making you feel full and satisfied after you eat it, while producing a healthy blood sugar response and a sustained release of energy without the headache or the crash. Along with those naturally occurring sugars and all of that good fiber, fruits and vegetables are full of vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants too. Research shows that people who eat more fruits and vegetables have a lower risk of heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes, and cancer. And studies show that eating more fruit can actually help to improve the way your body manages blood sugar levels. It can also lower blood pressure levels, reduce oxidative stress in the body, and even encourage healthy weight loss. Sugars that are actually good for you? Who knew? The key is choosing natural sugar found in whole fruits and vegetables and skipping foods that have added processed sugar as much as possible. So you might be wondering about fruit juice. Sounds good, right? I mean, after all, it's the juice from a fruit that has naturally occurring sugar and vitamins that must be good for you. Well, the answer again is yes and no. While fresh fruit juice does contain vitamins and natural sugar, what it's missing is the fiber. The process of juicing actually strips the fruit of its healthy plant fibers, and what you are typically left with is mostly just the natural sugar. Without the fiber to slow down the absorption of that sugar, fruit juice can actually cause the same blood sugar spikes and energy crashes as processed sugar. And if you're in the habit of drinking prepackaged juices, you may find that many of those come with added refined processed sugars too. Also, Drinking a glass of orange juice isn't as filling or as satisfying as eating a whole orange. That's because the act of chewing and swallowing allows time for the stomach and the brain to communicate the message that you're full. So the best bet for a healthy natural sugar source is to eat a whole piece of fruit instead of drinking a glass of juice. And what about artificial sweeteners and sugar substitutes? It's no secret that artificial sweeteners are commonly used in foods and beverages that are labeled as low-sugar, sugar-free, and of course, diet. But artificial sweeteners are not really a great choice either. These sugar substitutes are actually synthetic chemical compounds that are much sweeter than naturally occurring sugars or even processed sugar. While they were invented to solve the problem of satisfying our sweet tooth without calories or the threat of weight gain, Artificial sweeteners are not without their own set of questionable side effects. When we eat or drink something that has artificial sweeteners in it, it actually retrains our taste buds to want overly sweet foods. Research has found that these chemical substitutes don't satisfy the body the way that real foods do. So people who use them are actually prone to eat and drink more. Kind of ironic for something that is used in diet food, right? <laughs> In fact, low-calorie or no-calorie sweeteners have actually been linked to weight gain, increased body mass index, atherosclerosis, also known as plaque buildup in the arteries, strokes, heart attacks, metabolic syndrome, dementia, and even type 2 diabetes. Research studies have shown that sucralose, which is the artificial sweetener known as Splenda, that's advertised as a natural sugar substitute, can actually cause inflammation in the gut and in some cases inflammatory bowel disease, which is also known as IBD. Aspartame, which is also known as Equal, NutraSweet, NatraTaste, and Blue, has been found to impair memory and increase oxidative stress in the brain. Other side effects of this artificial sweetener include headaches, migraines, dizziness, and mood disorders.
Saccharin, also known as sweet and low, has been linked to nausea, photosensitivity, digestive issues, and even cancer. Xylitol, also known as erythritol, maltitol, mannitol, or sorbitol, is made with sugar alcohols that are not well absorbed by the body and can cause allergic reactions and gastrointestinal issues including bloating, gas, cramping, and diarrhea. Acesulfame K, also known as ACE, ACE-K, Sunet, Sweet One, and Sweet and Safe, is often combined with aspartame and other artificial sweeteners. It has been shown to cause mood disorders, nausea, impaired liver and kidney function, as well as problems with eyesight. And just like processed sugars, artificial sweeteners can be found in some unlikely places, including chewable vitamins, sugar-free chewing gum and candies, baked goods, zero-calorie drinks, sodas, flavored waters and seltzers, alcoholic beverages, salad dressings, low-calorie frozen desserts, frozen yogurts, and even regular yogurt. So if refined sugar is a no, and artificial sweeteners are definitely a no, you might be wondering if there are any options left to sweeten that cup of coffee or tea. And thankfully, there are some natural sweeteners that when used in moderation can be great substitutes. The best natural sweetener is actually raw honey. It's a superfood that's packed with enzymes, antioxidants, vitamins, and minerals. Stevia is another great option. This is a natural plant sweetener that's known to support healthy blood sugar levels and healthy weight loss. Stevia is actually 200 times as sweet as sugar, so you don't need very much at all to add sweetness. Coconut sugar is another good choice. It's rich in minerals, polyphenols, and antioxidants. Maple syrup is another really great substitute for sugar because it's rich in antioxidants, manganese, calcium, potassium, and zinc. These nutrients help to neutralize free radicals and reduce the effect of oxidative stress on the body. When choosing maple syrup, look for one that's labeled grade B and is darker. That one is going to contain more beneficial antioxidants than lighter colored syrups. Monk fruit has definitely become a popular choice, especially with low-carb or keto diets. This natural sweetener is actually three to 400 times sweeter than cane sugar, but without the calories or the negative effects on blood sugar levels. Hopefully this clears up a lot of confusion when it comes to sugar. I personally think that it's great to know that natural sugars that we get from eating whole fruits and vegetables are not off the table. And knowing that there are some healthier options that can be substituted for processed sugar is also helpful. But even so, it may not be possible to totally avoid refined sugars. So when it comes to processed sugar, what's a reasonable amount? Well, according to the World Health Organization and the American Heart Association, women should limit processed sugar to six teaspoons per day. And men should keep their processed sugar intake under nine teaspoons per day. That's a pretty big jump from the 24 teaspoons that Americans are currently consuming on a daily basis. But the benefits of making the healthy shift away from processed sugars toward healthier options that lead to a healthier heart and lower blood pressure levels, to a stronger immune system and reduced inflammation, to slowing down the aging process and experiencing improved energy levels are definitely worth it. So here are some simple ways that you can start to remove excess refined processed sugar from your daily diet. Number one, skip beverages that are sweetened with processed sugar. 
It turns out that 40% of our added sugar intake comes from sodas, sports drinks, and other sweetened drinks. So you can really reduce the amount of processed sugar that you're consuming every day by making the switch to water, seltzer, or iced tea, as long as it's not sweetened with processed sugar. Number two, read those nutrition labels. You might be surprised at the amount of added sugars that can be found in prepackaged foods, especially ones that are labeled as quote-unquote natural. Those nutrition labels can actually shed a lot of light on how much sugar is in any product that you want to buy. When reading the nutrition facts label, look for the line item that says added sugars to find out the amount of sugar that has been added during the processing of that food. Be on the lookout for anything that ends in ose, <laughs> like dextrose, sucrose, high fructose corn syrup. And also you want to try to steer clear of things like brown sugar, molasses, cane sugar, or concentrated fruit and vegetable juices. Ingredients are typically listed in the order of the amount that's in that product. So if any sugars are on the top of the list of ingredients, you may want to choose a different product. Number three, switch up your snacks. Grabbing a piece of whole fruit is a terrific way to satisfy the craving for a sweet snack. Remember, that natural sweet treat comes with vitamins and minerals that are so great for the body. And because all of that natural sugar is coupled with fiber, it causes a slow release of sugar into the bloodstream and into your liver for sustained energy. And this is going to help you feel fuller for a longer period of time after you eat it. Fresh is always going to be best, but if you choose something that's canned, look for a fruit that's packed in water, not syrups, even if they're labeled as quote-unquote natural syrups. And number four, try spicing things up. Experimenting with spices can be a great way to add flavor to your meals without adding sugar. Cinnamon, nutmeg, ginger, allspice, and even sometimes vanilla extract can all be great for adding a little bit of sweetness to your recipes. Hopefully what I shared today helps to settle the sugar debate for you. Now you know that there is definitely a huge difference between processed sugar, naturally occurring sugars, and artificial sweeteners. And you also now have an understanding of how each one of those affects the body. I also hope that you can use the tips that I shared with you to make a healthy shift toward reducing the amount of processed sugar in your diet so you can experience the positive effects that that can have on every part of your body, improving the way that you look and feel inside and out. How sweet is that? And I know that the idea of kicking the sugar habit can be particularly daunting. Believe me, I have been there. But speaking from personal experience, it absolutely is possible. And when you do, you'll experience the sweet reward of feeling amazing. So if you're ready to regain balance when it comes to sugar, but you're not quite sure how to get started or how to stay with it once you do, I can definitely show you how. To take the next step to work with me, send an email to healthcoachingwithbarbara at gmail.com or to barbara at goodnaturewellness.com. Or you can reach out to me on Instagram at good underscore nature underscore wellness or on Facebook at Good Nature Wellness. Or you can visit my website, www.goodnaturewellness.com. My links will be in the show notes as well. I can't wait to hear from you. And before I go, I want to personally invite you to join my new Facebook group, 40 Plus Women Healthy, Fit, and Fabulous. 
It's a growing community of like-minded women who want to look and feel better naturally, and it would be amazing if you would join us. I'll leave a link to the group in the show notes that you can use to join. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I really do hope that you found this episode helpful. And if you know someone else who's had questions about sugar and would benefit from hearing this information, please share it with them too. And if you're so inclined to leave a rating and a review for the show, I would so appreciate it. Your comments and ratings will make it easier for people to find out about the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. And by the way, if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to be notified when new episodes are released with more wellness topics and practical tips that you can use every day to take control of your health naturally and live your healthiest life right now. Many thanks to all of you again. This has been Barbara Walsh, board certified master health coach and host of the Good Nature Wellness Podcast. I'll see you next time. Disclaimer. The Good Nature Wellness Podcast offers information about nutrition, health, and wellness that is designed for educational purposes only. Any opinions expressed or information that is presented by NBCHWC board-certified master health coach Barbara Walsh is not a substitution for, nor should it be used as a replacement for medical advice or to diagnose or treat any medical condition. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult your physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard, avoid, or delay seeking medical advice or treatment from your physician or other healthcare professional because of something that you may have heard in this podcast. Please note that while every effort is made to broadcast information that has been carefully researched and is current, ongoing developments in medical research may impact health, wellness, and nutritional advice included in this podcast. No assurance can be given that information or advice included in this podcast will always include the most recent findings or developments related to the material in this or any episode. Any information provided in this podcast is to be used solely at your own risk. Under no circumstances will Barbara Walsh, Holy Health Coaching, LLC, DBA, Good Nature Wellness be responsible for damages in connection with the use of this podcast.